Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Hey, my sunshines, welcome back to Vibrancy Radio. I hope you are having the most vibrant day and it is about to get that much more vibrant because I have something super special for you today. Today, we have our very first guest on Vibrancy Radio. Oh, I'm so excited because this is a good one. Honestly, I don't even know if I can have more guests because I don't know how I'm going to top this. So our guest today is Carrie Bayerstead, and she is an energetic alignment guide. And what she does is she combines ancient and modern tools and techniques to create balance and harmony within, which obviously, whenever we create balance and harmony within, it reflects on the outside. And truly, Carrie is like, first of all, she's just an amazing human. I love being in her energy, but you can so tell that she lives the principles that she teaches. She's just so happy and bubbly and has such a good energy that you just want to spend more time in. And I know that you are going to fall in love with her and you're going to want to go follow her and you're going to want to go to her website and book a reading with her because Today, I mean, we really just scratched the surface of her knowledge, but Carrie is an expert in multiple things. She's given me a human design reading. She's done Reiki on me. And what she dives into today, what we talk about, is all about human design. And if you don't know what human design is, or if you're unfamiliar with your particular human design, because this is super individual, then I want to make a recommendation to you. Before you listen to this podcast, I want you to go to Carrie's website, which I'll put in the show notes, download your human design chart. And this way, as we're talking about all the different complexities of human design, design, everything we talk about, the type, the authority, all that stuff, you can look at yours and understand if something is relevant to you. So what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about how to use human design in daily life and how it affects energy and productivity. We're going to get into Carrie's story and how she discovered human design and the changes it's made in her life. We're going to get into how you can use this in parenting, in your health and fitness, in just overall in life life so that you can become a happier, more in alignment human. (laughs) Does that even make sense? More in alignment, more aligned human, right? And just feel better in the day to day. So I think you are really going to be blown away by Carrie. So make sure to pull up your human design chart and also make sure you listen to the end because Carrie has a very special offer for you. And we also talk a little bit about how she's going to be a guest expert in the Vibrancy Guide. So inside the Vibrancy Guide, she's going to be giving mini readings to all the women inside the program, and it's going to be excellent. So I hope you enjoy. Get a cup of coffee or tea and listen to us chat all things human design. Carrie, welcome to the Vibrancy Radio. I'm so excited to have you here today. Can you just start by telling us who you are and what you do and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Chelsea. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) Yes. So I am an energetic alignment guide. I am certified in emotion code through Discover Healing. I am also a Holy Fire Reiki certified practitioner. I practice a variety of energy medicine, alignment, meditation techniques, and I have been studying human design for the past two years. I am very passionate about integrating these tools and practices into sessions to help others just awaken and activate the self-healer within. And it's incredible. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is incredible. I love it so much. I got a human design reading from you earlier this year, and it has opened up my eyes in so many ways. <laughs> so It really does. <laughs> so can you just tell us a little bit about how you even got into human design and what is it? <laughs> yeah. And just even energy work, you know, like this is my story of how I got started with energy work. And I like to share this, you know, and there's always so much to share, right? But this is a story that really is how I started my transcendence. So right now, I love my life. I absolutely am aligned with what I'm here to be and do and create in this life. And taking it back to just a low point in my life was in August of 2015. I was at my lowest point ever. I was really struggling with postpartum depression and it was not good for me or my family at all. And on a Sunday morning in that August of 2015, I literally chose my life. I told myself that I wasn't going to be sitting around in this rock bottom feeling anymore and I chose life. I felt like I was upgraded as I had a total shift of movement in my life in all aspects after I chose to move and to choose life, right? And firstly, I eliminated sugar. And I like to bring this up because it was such an important first step for me for so many reasons, as it caused everything to be so much worse, really, right? And then I weaned from the medications that I was taking for diagnoses that I now know were just energy misalignments and imbalances within my energy system. And I started incorporating minor daily optimistic reframes into my life. And around that time, I was introduced to access consciousness from a dear friend. And I loved the concept of hands-on energy healing with this technique. And my world just continued to change and to shift and to lighten up. And space was opening within. And shortly after that, human design found me. And it was introduced to me as like, a, you're going to love this system by another dear friend of mine. And the system totally rocked my energy world. Huge. Human design is all about our energetic blueprint, how we are designed to interact, communicate, make decisions, and more on an energetic level. And I've really invested my time and my intentions into like guided meditations and getting back in tune with my innate intuition and my abilities to heal and to feel good. And these past few years have led me through some of the most awesome moments in my life. And I needed to hit that rock bottom place in 2015. I needed to feel it all. And I needed to feel the passion within me that was so much stronger than those fears that wanted to just burst out. And it sure did, Chelsea. And here I am now <laughs> on this amazing journey of remembering my truth and creating this awareness and aligning together with all of you beautiful humans. Oh my gosh. What a beautiful story. I love that so much. I resonate so much where you said your first step was quitting sugar, right? There always has to be... I feel like there's always that first step when we try to figure out the whole picture. It doesn't unfold. Everything unfolds one step at a time. So what was it about quitting sugar that you felt was going to be kind of the game changer for you? Or how did that start this journey? Absolutely. And it was more of, you know, somebody had mentioned to me getting on, and I know this stuff. I'm a nurse, right? I'm a nurse. We're taught so much stuff. We're just not taught the energetics and really like the nutrition and diet part of like how impactful that can be on our, not only our health, our physical health, but our emotional health, our mental health, everything. And mm -hmm. so I knew this. I didn't allow myself to apply it to my life in the capacity that I that I now know that I need, right? And even just throwing it through a human design lens, like now that I know that my energy like actually moves in a way that I need clean food, like processed food, sugars, all that is like one of the worst things that I can put into my body. And food is the most concrete form of energy that we do put into our bodies. And so I was doing it all the wrong way. And looking back, you know, now knowing, now that I have the human design information as well too, I'm like, my body was craving to eliminate sugar so badly. And I did it. And I did it with the help of somebody just like waking me up to that. And then I just really started tuning into what my body was trying to tell me that I just kept ignoring. Mm. wreaking havoc in so many areas of my life. But when I shifted out of consuming 
you know, not like it was so much sugar, but sugar's in everything, right? It's just that awareness, being conscious of like what you're actually doing. But shifting away from that was the first step that really started to shift me on all of those, you know, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all of it, all of it. It started to really shift me out of just being stuck, right? Yes. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned the energetics of it, right? Because what I do with my clients is we we figure out what they need for their health on an individual basis. And it is so individual, right? Like you said your body was calling you to completely get rid of sugar, right? I, when I finally tapped into my body and what my body wanted, I absolutely, I've had my own journeys with sugar. (laughs) I absolutely needed to reduce it. And I did. I found a way that works for me to eat sugar in moderation, but not feel this intense pull of it, right? Like the intense cravings where I needed it, right? Whenever you need something, it's never a good energy, I think. (laughs) It takes over. It takes over. And it's like, we're just not living our truth. We're not living in alignment with who we truly are if we need something that bad to get through a day. Right. Yes. And yeah. And so you mentioned that you're a nurse. And so you know all the the physical, right? The physical pieces of how to improve your life. But then you mentioned the energetics. And that's one reason that I wanted to bring you on here is because you know so much about energetics and how to really use energy to improve your life. And that's something that I really want to bring to my audience because it's done so much for me in my life. And after getting the human design reading from you and learning how to work with my personal energy, that has changed the game for how I run my business, for how I run you know, my health and fitness, everything. Learning about... I'm a projector, which I'm sure you'll get into the different types. But that has really been so helpful for me. So can you share with the audience just what is human design exactly? Like, what is it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You know, it's been around since 1987. So this is a system that was discovered by a man who renamed himself Ra Uruhu. And he spent an eight-day meditation in a cave in Ibiza where he downloaded this incredible human design system. I know. It sounds really crazy. (laughs) No, I love it though. I'm here for all the crazy woo-woo stuff. (laughs) You know, but most energy talk is, you know, it's like, it's one of those things that just needs to be you know, tried and tested, experimented with before it's acknowledged as like, this is awesome for some people. And that's cool. You know, it's just a system. And I think it was downloaded in 1987 because like, really, I don't think we were ready to have this information yet. We weren't ready as, as just a collective. We didn't have the accessibility that we do now to get it out to so many people, you know? And so it needed to just birth in the in the 80s so that by now it's really starting to get out there. I think since like maybe like 2015 or so it's really been progressively, you know, just moving through and people are are becoming more aware of it. But what is it, right? Human design. Human design is it's a self-knowledge and and rediscovery of self tool that combines ancient schools of wisdom with modern schools of science, genetics and quantum physics to give us our uniquely valuable energetic design. It's a blueprint, really, an energetic blueprint. It's an energy design unique to each of us. And if we allow it to, we can feel empowered with the knowledge, which can activate this truth within, pointing us back to our wholeness, really giving us a language for our deep and honest desires and way of life while seeing the parts of us that have been programmed and conditioned seeing what we are not. And by seeing what we are not, we actually begin to see who we truly are. So it's all rolled into to this knowledge and then being guided by our body intelligence, which ultimately is giving us permission to just be us uniquely, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> it is. But you know, the first time I read my human design chart and started diving into, first of all, you open the chart and you're like, what on earth is this? <laughs> right. But I was like, okay, I'm going to take this one piece at a time and just reading about what it meant to be a projector for myself. I felt more seen and understood than I think I had in my entire life. And then I, then when I read the 6-2 profile, I was just... It, everything kind of clicked into place. And I was like, this makes sense. And exactly what you said, it gives you a language to explain how you work in the world. And 
you know, especially when that differs from societal norms, right? Like it does for projectors and reflectors. So can you tell us what the those different types are, all the different types? I think, yeah, we can keep it because there's so much we could dive into, but let's keep it kind of simpler. So the, the, what are the different types of hum- in human design? Yes, there are five different types called energy beings and non-energy beings or sacral beings and non-sacral beings. So we have generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. And generators are just our creative builders and doers. They're here to be very deeply and totally satisfied with, with the work that they're doing while responding just moment to moment with the gut feelings of yes or no. So they're ruled by that sacral chakra of yes or no. They're going to master just this thing that lights them up and then they'll have the energy to just keep going at it, you know, as long as they love what they're doing. We have manifesting generators that are similar to a generator, but you guys are are multitasking go-getter, builder, and doers. So they just have a lot of energy that moves in a lot of different direction. And they're usually very multi-passionate and like to just dip their toes in a lot of different things. And manifesting generators get told a lot that they just need to like sit still and pick one thing. <laughs> but they they literally have the energy to juggle a lot, you know, as long as they're feeling good about it, as long as it's lighting them up, and then they're engaging that sacral response as well too. And the sacral response is that gut feeling, that yes or no. And then we have manifestors who are... They're leaders, they're trailblazers, our initiators, our innovators. They're here to move in their own direction on their own, on their own terms. They love their freedom. They don't want to be controlled. Once they have an urge, they want to act on it. And they really don't want to wait to get permission to do so. They just want to move with it. And, and manifestors are about 9% of the population. And, you know, like we're all told, go out and make life happen. Just go out and do it. And really the only population are manifestors that can do that. And that's only about 9%. You know, generators and manifesting generators, yeah, generators and manifesting generators are about 70% of the population. So those are our people that just go out and, and just work and work and work and they have the energy to do it. And then we have projectors like myself and Chelsea, and we're here to be guides and teachers, um, advisors, managers of the world. And our gift is not in the building and the doing and the going, but rather in the way that we see people or systems or groups or projects, just the world. Our energy is meant to move in, in smarter, not harder ways as we discover, as we hone in on what our unique gift in this life is. And so it goes against that normal, I quote normal, right? Of the no pain, no gain, hard work gets you to where you are. It's like, well, in the case of projectors, (laughs) it doesn't work that way for us. Projectors are about 18 to 20% of the population. And then we have the rare 1% of the population that are reflectors and they are our mirrors. They can see into others, they can evaluate others, and then they can reflect back to us and show us what's how we're moving, how the the health and well-being is of whatever community that they're in. It's pretty, pretty cool. They're like the true chameleons of life. Mm. So yeah, just that's a very, very brief outline of the of the types. Yeah. And where can people find out where, where their type is? What do you where do you recommend they go find out? You can come to my website and you can put this in the notes, carriebyerstead.com. Okay. And on there in the human design section, there is a, a free chart lookup. So you can look up your human design chart and I use mybodygraph.com. So either or, um, you can do it from either of those of those places. And yeah, you just put in your birth info. You need your birth date, your exact time. And a lot of times people will say like, well, I think it's 9 a.m. And then they come to realize that it's actually like 3.43 p.m. And so if you don't know... Definitely look on your birth certificate um, and find that information because if it's it's extremely valuable when you're when you're diving into this. So birth date, exact time, place of birth, and you'll be able to calculate what your human design type is from that. Yeah, and you know it will be interesting for people who don't know what their human design is. I wonder if they're listening to this and saying, "Hmm, that one sounds like that might be me," right? And then they can look it up and see because even before I knew what my human design was, when I heard all the different types, I was like, oh, I definitely feel like I'm not a manifesting generator or a generator or a manifester, right? And you had mentioned before, those are the goers and doers. They do all the things. And that's what our society is built around, right? We're, we're like 
so deep into the hustle culture. And I remember when I first learned that I was a projector, I was like, no, (laughs) because I didn't understand all the beautiful gifts that what it means to be a projector. But I wanted... I wanted to have that endless energy that we are told that we're supposed to have. But it gave me so much permission to to rest, right? And so what what are your suggestions for maybe some people like projectors and reflectors who are are those non-energy types? If they if they their design kind of goes against our societal norms, what is some advice you have for them? Or how can they kind of tap into that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's even manifestors because it's, they don't have that that sacral chakra. When you look at your human design chart, it looks like lots of shapes and lines coming out in the square down at the bottom is the sacral center. And if that's colored in, you have that energy, that consistent energy that can be utilized. If it's white and not colored in, then you don't have that consistent life force energy to go. You know, 70% of the population does, 30% doesn't, but we're all, yes, conditioned and programmed to feel that way. And if we don't have that consistent life force energy, it can eventually really catch up to us and create so many imbalances and just exhaustion and feelings of just being drained. And for projectors, we just get really bitter. For manifestors, they get really angry. For reflectors, they're really disappointed. And so as a non-energy being with that undefined sacral center, time alone and rest is extremely crucial for your health and well-being. And it's okay to do that, right? It's okay. And there's a lot of deconditioning and just reprogramming that takes place when we learn the specifics of our energy that we can just start to move with. And you gradually build on it and you move because when you are feeling aligned, you'll have feelings of delight and surprise for reflectors and and success for projectors and peace for manifestors. And so the biggest thing would be, yes, The key is to know when your body is starting to feel a little overloaded or overwhelmed or stressed and you need to stop, that you give yourself the permission to stop. You give yourself the permission to retreat, to be alone, to honor this uniqueness and just to become very mindful that rest is key. Rest is the key to success, right? Not what we're taught. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not what we're taught. And like I said, when I first learned it, I was like... (gasps) No, (laughs) you know, but giving myself that permission has been something I've had to decondition, right? I've had to decondition that sometimes it's going to be a Tuesday and I'm not going to be productive. And for me, that was really hard. But I had mentioned to you when I had kind of a winning moment with this, my energy was telling me to slow down and I just could not be productive for two full days in a row. And as business, like fellow business owners know, sometimes, you know, with all the responsibility on you, that's really scary and being like, oh my gosh, you know, your mind goes to dark places. (laughs) The whole business is going to fall apart. But, you know, and this can, I'm sure, go for anybody, right? But then when I did, and I took those two days off, on the third day, I woke up and had this just a, the most productive day. I almost got a week's worth of stuff done in one day because I had all the energy, all the inspiration, all the motivation that I needed. And that was the proof, the solid proof that I needed that, hey, this whole thing really does work. <laughs> and if I just listen to my body and listen to my energy and don't try to push through, right? Like we're taught to push through with coffee and, and you know, just, just push through, you know, just do, you know, let just do it. Then I actually have seen a lot of benefits from that, right? (laughs) I love that. I so love hearing that. And I remember that when you called me, you're like, I have to tell you this. I just went through and it was incredible. And that's exactly what it is. You have to just move with it and just try it on and see how it feels when you try it on. And look what happened. It's like true projector success is what you experienced. And that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it was so awesome. I it was such an eye-opening moment. So, what would you say what are some of the big shifts that you've seen in your life since starting to live in alignment with your personal design? And I know it's probably going to be incredible. I'm so excited to hear. <laughs> so many, so many and incredible moments. You know, just I'm always experiencing and experimenting. Always. And we were talking about this before we we got on too, is 
in bringing in the profiles of human design, I have a 6-3 profile. So my entire life is always going to be about just experiencing whatever comes my way and possibly just bumping into it, falling down, learning by what doesn't work, and then experimenting with moving on and adapting. So that's been a huge like eye-opener for me in regards to not looking at my life like I'm just full of mistakes. I can't do anything right. <laughs> you know, and looking at it as like, all right, this is how my energy is meant to move. I'm meant to learn by what doesn't work. So cool. And another big shift for me is I'll catch myself all the time with my unconscious channel of judgment. <laughs> and I am so much more aware of my energy and how it moves and how it creates and how I absorb and can be easily programmed or conditioned from the energies around me. So I think that just my biggest shift is really my awareness. You know, it all starts with my awareness and I have so much gratitude for the awareness that this system has created for me on an energetic level, just as I move through life and feel just really good about it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is exactly why I wanted you on this podcast, because I think especially in health and fitness, we can really judge ourselves so harshly and expect our journey to look just like someone else or expect that just because something worked for someone means that it should work for us. And releasing that judgment and really learning about ourselves on an individual level and what works for us is such a game changer, right? Because you can, even going back to what you said in the beginning, listening to your body and what your body wants, if you can lean into that and trust that and know it doesn't have to look like everybody else, that's when you can start really feeling and seeing success, right? Right. And that's a, that's a big thing though too, because it's like we live in a comparison world and we live in a should world and all this stuff. And it's like, wow, it's like, so I don't have to do stuff just because I don't have to do it. And then when we find out like we're actually energetically, this is an area that is very easily manipulated by other people within us. We can have that awareness and we can start to reshift. We can start to reframe. We can start to shift. We can start to move in different ways. That's actually more aligned with our, our truth, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's crazy when you think about like how, like really how programmed we all are. Yeah. How we have to keep up and how we have to do it like everybody else, but we're so unique and, and I'm not you and you're not me. So you're not going to do it the way I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to do it the way you're doing it. I still love you. And I still appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so do you feel like when you started, I want to talk about energy for a moment, because this is something that I, and by energy, I mean, <laughs> obviously there's multiple meanings of the word, but I mean like physical energy in your body. For yourself, when you started honoring your design, did you feel like you noticed a shift or a difference in in your productivity and how much you could get done and your energy levels when you started actually honoring and actually resting when your body asked you to rest? Did you see any differences there? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. And so when I was working a few years ago, I was working not full-time, but a lot. And I was trying to keep up. So I was working all day, traveling home from work, getting kids to school, doing stuff with kids, getting dinner, all the stuff. I mean, that we do. It's just life, right? It's life. But I was trying so hard and I was extremely exhausted. I was extremely irritated. I was not happy. And then I would tell myself like, why do I feel like this? I have such an amazing life. I have a good family, a good job. I have all this stuff. But I'm like, I feel like crap all the time, you know? And I didn't know how my energy moved within. I didn't know that I was a projector and that I'm actually not here to do all the things. So when I got you know, introduced to human design and this awareness started just seeping into me, I really was like, yes. Like you're like, I don't want to be a projector. But I was like, I'm so glad I'm a projector. <laughs> and I, was, I really, really, really loved it. And I was really trying it on. And then I started shifting out of my, my role. And my husband is just an amazing support person for me as well. And it took him a while to get into this stuff. But as I shifted my role from my day job into just navigating life in a little different way, I started having more time to invest in myself, 
you know, I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to do this. And it, and it can even be done in simple ways. Oh my gosh, I feel like I just want to go talk for like ever about this because like at work, being a projector, having to work all day, because I know there's some have-tos out there. But even when there's a have-to, you can reframe your have-to day. So if I was still working, you know, like eight hours a day, I would take breaks periodically during the day or go step outside and away from everybody. So I could just do a quick little grounding meditation and exercise to flush my system out and then just kind of like regroup, right? To just step away and do nothing. And those are little things that you can incorporate into your day or just like as a projector, you know, trying to like work hard for this hour, just hammer it out. And then for the next hour or so, just like do simple little tasks or do whatever that's, you know, not so engaging and just reframing it, right? Just reframing how you how you are here to move through the day. Yeah, like my thought process just like totally went down like four different paths. And so I don't even remember <laughs> what your actual question was. <laughs> it's so funny. I was so fascinated with what you were saying. I don't, I didn't either. <laughs> I don't remember what the original question was. But that's okay. That's why I love talking to you. We just go off on tangents. <laughs> but I allow myself so much more than I did a few years ago to stop. I allow myself to not have to do all the things, to be involved in all the activities, to meet up with all the people, to do this, to do that. I'm like, no, I've created a lot of boundaries around like what I know that I have the energy to commit to. And that's been really cool. Mm. It's been, it feels good because it just allows me to keep working on me so I can keep moving and growing and transforming, you know, instead mm-hmm. of being stuck in the, I have to because of this. Like, I don't have to do shit. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) I love it so much. And I also love how you mentioned for people who can't just leave their jobs, right? Like both of us have had the luxury of of starting a career where we are in control of our schedule and we can really honor it to the fullest ability. But not everybody's in that position. So it's funny, some of the things you mentioned were things that I did Uh, in my teaching career, right? I was teaching and I was working like 50, 55 hours a week. And I felt the same exact way as you. I was kind of exhausted and tired and for sure bitter, right? (laughs) Like you had mentioned one of the not self signs of projectors, but that's another, a whole nother piece, right? Like there's so many things we could get into, (laughs) but I would, I would turn off my lights and literally lock my classroom door when the kids were out, <laughs> like when they're at PE. And I would do a meditation and I would just meditate and take time for myself. But the thing that was missing was the human design understanding and also the understanding of people around me, right? Because if somebody is a generator or a manifesting generator, they don't understand your needs, right? And so I know that you have... How many kids do you have, Carrie? I have five children. So Carrie, you have five children. So there are seven people in your house. And so I've got to imagine that not all of them are the same type, (laughs) right? We are not. We we do. We represent all the reflector. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, we represent them all. And there's no more coming from us. So maybe a grandbaby will be a reflector, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so how do you how do you balance that and how do you because I think you know I think so many workplaces and family dynamics would be so much better and even coaching relationships I like to know the human design type of my clients because then I can cater it so specifically to them and what they 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 need right so how do you balance that and kind of you know the understanding of the needs of all the different types in your family Yeah, no, absolutely. That's such a great question. And it's so important and impactful for any relationships, you know, just marriage, families, working, anything, coach, client relationships, therapy, anything. It's so useful in so many ways. But we do. Our three older kids, they're not at home anymore. They're 20, 21, and 23 years old. And one is a sacral generator and the other two are emotional manifesting generators. And I didn't have this knowledge to to the degree that I do now when they were here. Sometimes I wish I could go back and do it all over again, but that's not what they chose, right? They chose to have the energy tools accessible to them as adults. And my little kids chose it as littles. So my husband is a generator. I am a projector and I have a projector and manifester at home. And so the three of us 
are non-sacral beings and my husband is the sacral being. So he, he brings the energy. He brings, he brings like the, the consistent, like, let's do it, you know? And I love that we're all, I don't even want to say similar. We're so different, but the similarity that we have is that we have that undefined sacral center, you know? And one of the biggest awareness just discovery for me was understanding what it means to have emotionally defined kiddos with emotionally undefined parents. And this has been one of the biggest shifts as a family. And this gets into authority. And authority is in human design, we all have just this very unique way of how we we navigate with decision making. So my kids both have that defined emotional center where they're going to have emotional waves and they're going to wake up amazing one day and not amazing the next day. And throughout the day, it's going to be ups and downs. And for me as a mom with an undefined emotional center, I'm going to take on that emotional energy and I'm going to amplify it. And then I'm going to think it's mine and I'm going to get sucked into it and wrapped into it. And that so happened. (laughs) I feel bad for my three older kids. (laughs) That so happened, you know? And when I have this awareness of how I can allow them to just ride out whatever emotion they're feeling. And now I know that I'm going to feel it maybe, but there's ways that I can move with that feeling. So I don't get sucked into it and just like create this chaos of like emotion, right? I can allow them and then I can allow myself to move. I can feel it and, and be a screen for it. So that was one of our biggest shifts as a family. There's so many. Oh my gosh, I could talk forever about it. I won't, but I could. (laughs) That one, that one, I'm so glad you mentioned that though, because that is so huge. And right, how many parents would benefit from Mm. understanding that dynamic, right? And I am also an emotional authority, which there's the types, there's the authorities, there's the profiles, there's so many different things to dig into. But Understanding my emotional authority as well has been super helpful because I do have those waves. I do ride those waves of of emotions. And for me, my entire life, I always either was trying to find a reason for it. And if there was no reason for it, it like threw me for a loop, right? Like there must be a reason that I'm feeling this emotion. Now I'm just like, I just got to wait it out. You know, don't make any big decisions in that high emotion place. And that's what I had always done. And realizing that's one thing that you taught me for my reading, just wait it out. And when you're in an emotionally neutral place, you've you've ridden the high, you've ridden the low, and now you can come to an emotionally neutral place and make a decision and actually know what's best for you. So the the different types or authorities are how we make decisions, you said, correct? Yes. So what are those different types and where will people see that in their profile when they look it up? Yeah, there's 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 different authorities and it's dependent on if you have if you have that defined sacral center or not. Yeah, generators and manifesting generators can only have a sacral authority. They can also have an emotional authority and you can find that information if you go when you log on to my body graph, they have chart properties and so it'll say what your type is. It'll give you what your authority is. It'll give you what your strategy is. It'll give you your profile. It'll give you some of the basic information. And then I have a spot on my website that you can reference it all. So if it's it's carriebyerstead.com backslash HD info. And we'll link that in the show notes for sure. I know that it says I'm a projector. I have splenic authority. My strategy is to wait for the invitation. It'll lay out what that all means for you as well too. And so what are the... Sorry, what'd you say? (laughs) All of that right now or not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I know we could yeah dive in, but I was just curious, what are the different ones? Splenic, sacral, um, yep. and emotional are the well, solar plexus, so emotional authority, sacral authority, splenic authority. There is a self-projected authority, a mental authority. There's a, a lunar authority and um, ego manifested and ego projected. I know there's so many and it's so unique to to, you know, like how your chart is actually laid out because you could have, you know, like your splen, your splenic center could be defined, your sacral center could be defined and your emotional center could be defined, but you're an emotional authority. But then it's like, how do I utilize the other two, you know, bigger authority centers into how I make a decision? And so it gets really unique, but there's so many different ways. And so we're not 
taught to just think it through. We're taught to just think it through. We're taught to use our mind as our decision maker. And our mind is always going to take us down so many different paths that not are not always just correct for us. And if we can know what our you know, what our inner authority is, what our actual innate decision-making process is, it will never lead us in a wrong direction. It'll always move you in a way that's most correct, that's going to be most aligned for your highest self as you continue to just keep transcending to those higher timelines, if you allow it to be, if you tune into it, if you if you allow yourself to move with that, that innate body intelligence that is just amazing within us. Yes, I love it. I keep saying that. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just so interesting because, yeah, we're taught use logic to make decisions, but sometimes that just doesn't work best for everybody. And I know that some of them, one of the types, I believe, that they have that gut feeling, right? And we're told, like, go with your gut. Which type is that? That's a sacral authority. Sacral authority is all around just that gut feeling. Like you're going to feel it in your body. It's a very like visceral response. Like your body is going to perk up, move, get excited. Yes, that's a yes. You know, if your body just kind of like moves backwards, it contracts, you feel this heaviness, you know, that's a no. And it takes a little bit to get used to it. You know, for sacral authority, it's a yes or a no. It's a this or a that. Whenever you get more than two options in it, then it's your mind taking over. You know, so it's just like really playing with it and practicing with it. And they make a lot of noises. They call them sacral noises like, mm, mm-hmm, or uh-uh. And it's like, yeah, even as kids, you know, kids always get discouraged to like say yes or say no, don't make noises. And it's like, man, if they're a generator or a manifesting generator, we want to know this about them so we can foster this ability to tune into like, what is their body telling them right now by the noises they're making? by the body movements that they're having, by the feelings that they're feeling, right? Mm. And so we shut it off as a society because it can't be disruptive, right? <laughs> and it's like, no, let's not shut it off. Let's lean into it and let's be accepting of this and allow them to really move in a way that feels good for them. And so that's sacral authority. And then emotional authority, like you said, is is waiting it out. Like if I ask you a question to go somewhere and you get super excited about it and then you say yes. And then a few days later, you're like, I don't know why I said yeah to that. I don't really want to go. I was just excited in the moment. And so it's like not, like you're never going to know in the now. You know, you're never going to know in the now. So it's waiting it out while you feel excited about it and letting it come down, feel kind of down about it. Not even down, but you know, just that, that emotions where you're like, yes, no, I don't know. Wait until you're like, I don't know, clear calmish, chillish about the idea. And then seeing if your body is still engaging that yes or no response, right? We have um, splenic authority, which is all about intuition in the moment. It's a, it's a knowing, it's an instinct, it's in the now, you get it hit and it's now, and then that's it. It's not going to keep telling you, it's not going to keep showing you, you know, an example would be if you go outside and your body's like turn left and then you're like, I hear that? And then you just are like, whatever, I'm just going to go right. And then you turn the corner and you like run into a pole. I know that's a really like weird example, but <laughs> that's what it is. It's like this, all this, like you just have this knowing or you hear this little thing and you just, you ignore it because your mind wants to be the leader and then something happens to you. <laughs> you don't make the right decision. Um, and then there's, there's so many more too. There's so many, these are the three, the three main authorities that most people have. And then you get into mental and self-projected and in, it just gets a little more nuanced with that. Reflectors are a type that has a, a very long decision-making process. So they're 1% of the population, but their decision-making process kind of revolves around just the lunar cycle. So they get to wait like a whole lunar cycle before making like big decisions. So they get to kind of feel out every aspect of the decision before they come to a clear decision. So yeah, that is, I, I have a few reflectors in my life and they've all have said the same thing. Like that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I emotional authority or this lunar authority, like our world is so fast paced. You know, it's like make a decision now, do it now. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, because then you probably have felt this where it's like, if you get rushed or pushed, it's not right. It doesn't feel good for you. And then you drag yourself through the mud trying to finish it because you 
you made a decision because you had to, or you thought you should, or whatever the reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and like you said, I, I totally agree that we weren't ready for this system before now, because the way we make decisions and the way we, we function as a society, I think that for a very long time, it was very standardized, right? This is what you should do. This is what you, how you should be. This is what your life should look like, right? <laughs> and now I think we're kind of coming to a place where we're more understanding and respecting the individual needs of each person. And this system, human design, really helps people lean into that and understand their individuality and realize that it's actually a gift. So if you don't necessarily feel like you fit into the societal norms in any area, right? Whether it be how you work or how, you know, when it comes to health and exercise, it may actually be that you're just trying to fit into a mold. You're trying to put a square peg into a a round hole, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So you've told me a couple things about, I want to kind of bring this to health and wellness because you have told me a couple things about how the different design types have different needs for digestion. And I thought that was so interesting. So can you share more about that? Yes, 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 yes. Oh gosh, you know, I feel like I've said this a few times. There is so much. <laughs> yeah, there, there is though. It's endless. <laughs> it's cool. There's so much though when you get into the specifics of your unique energy chart, but at a high surface level, yes, generators and manifesting generators will feel more satisfied when engaging their sacral response, you know, when choosing what their body is desiring to eat and digest or to learn or to bring into their life whatever it is. And they'll feel less drained of the energy if they're consuming things, people, whatever that they love. They just have to have that response like, yes, this lights me up. This is exactly what I need, what I want. They have the potential to be full of energy when navigating life correctly. And they need to use up this energy tank each day. So if they're struggling to sleep or to lose weight or to feel healthy, whatever it is, this is a good time for the generators and manifesting generators to take inventory of their life, you know, to say yes to what, what their yeses are, but then to honor when their body's telling them no, because we, they fill up their space so much with yeses that are actually no's. And it just leaves them feeling very drained and exhausted, you know, so just like revamping and decluttering in a sense to create that space for them, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, just as you were saying that, it almost seems like they might be people who intuitive eating would work very well for them, right? Like just listening to their intuition and what feels good in the moment and that's going to best serve them. Do you feel like that kind of aligns? Yeah, I think that would be for all of the types, you know, just like tuning in to to their body, you know, and then Mm. even for for some, like if you have a sacral authority, you're going to, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel that. Yes. So if you open the fridge and you have, you know, there's a turkey sandwich in there that you already planned to eat, but you open the fridge and your body's like, you know, it's like, Being able to be like, all right, I'm going to honor my body just said no to this turkey sandwich, even though I planned it out, even though this is what I'm, that is what I was supposed to eat. This is what I should eat. I'm going to honor the no and not eat it because when we put something into our bodies that isn't energetically aligned for us at that moment, we get nothing from it. It does nothing for us as we continue to evolve, you know? So now we're just cluttering up the space with something that our body said no to, but we're just going to do it anyways, because we should. And then we, we wonder why we feel drained and frustrated. You know, frustration is like kind of the, the telltale emotion for generators and manifesting generators that whatever you're doing or whatever you just did isn't in alignment with your truth. So pause and check yourself. What What's going on? What did you just say yes to? That's actually a no. Does that make sense? Yes. And I I always say to clients, you are the ultimate authority on your body. I will never tell you when to eat, what exactly to eat. I'm not going to give you a meal plan because the goal of the program is for you to tap into that for yourself, right? (laughs) And be able to figure that out on your own and not need a guide to tell you what you should do. We're all out here just shooting on each other and shooting on ourselves. You should do this. You should do that. And that's why I love human design and why I feel it's so aligned is because with what I teach is because it's all about listening to yourself and trusting those impulses, right? And trusting and not 
feeling guilty because you didn't eat the turkey sandwich that you should have eaten. <laughs> exactly, right? Yes, that's so true. You know, and even for the other types, like manifestors are, you know, like they're going to have urges and spurts. So like when it's time to do something, do it. And when it's not, don't, you know, and not to push themselves or make themselves do something again that it's like, I don't want to do it. And I'm not going to do it just to make you happy. I'm going to actually honor myself and choose my desires, you know, and then tuning into that, into that inner authority for their assistance as well. And projectors and reflectors, they have very sensitive digestive systems, you know, so it's going to feel better for them to eat smaller, frequent, clean foods and meals because they don't need to expend so much energy on digestion or exercise. So it's just honoring the mood when the mood's there to exercise, cool, and not forcing it ever, actually, because you're going to just like force yourself into the hole of burnout. (laughs) Yes. And it's funny you mentioned that projectors and reflectors have sensitive stomachs. You can ask my husband, oh my gosh, I have the most sensitive stomach. If I have like two alcoholic drinks and a rich meal, I am like done for for the rest of the night. (laughs) And I used to, I think when I was younger, I didn't, I, I, it was the for, it was the push through it, right? It was like, just take some Pepto-Bismol and like, just ignore it. And now I'm so in tune with that, that I'm like, you know, what did I do? What, that my stomach obviously didn't handle that well. Let's try something different next time. Yeah. Right? I love that you said that because even it's like a very like primitive digestive system because, you know, like if you take it back, you know, hundreds, thousands of years, whatever, if you were to eat something and you got sick from it, you wouldn't eat that again. Like you would listen to your body's intelligence telling you don't eat that again. But yes, nowadays we have Tums and all this all this crap to cover up what our body is crying out to us not to eat, you know? And so crazy. if you think about it, it's really pretty insane. <laughs> like I just had to cover up this symptom and ignore it altogether, right? <laughs> It's going to keep hurting my body. And then you wonder why you feel like crap and that you can't move and get up and go because it's like your body just is begging for something different. Yeah. Not to just cover it up and mask it, but just to change it, you know, change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and even just like depending on your design, like your energy can move in consistent ways where you like to plan and have it all structured for the week or your energy moves in ways that thrives with the inconsistency and just moving with it as it comes. You know, a lot of times with this, we are programmed or conditioned at a very young age, you know, to act and do and be in ways that are not actually correct for our alignment. And this can cause the resistance to continually occur in life, right? As in like, if I had a very unstructured, inconsistent to routine energy, but was raised in a very routine, regimented, structured family, I would live my life trying so hard to make that routine work for me, to create the daily structures, to follow it, to live by it. And then I'd always wonder why it never worked for me and why it didn't feel good or why I'm always failing at the structure because I can never do it the right way or whatever the story is in your mind. you know. And once you have the blueprint of how your energy is actually designed to navigate, you can accept and allow the movement of your unstructured and inconsistent, you know, energy and your world can really just change. And you can totally notice how it feels different when you experiment with the parts of you that have been deeply conditioned to not be you. Ah, deep, right? (laughs) It really is, but it relieves so much guilt and pressure that we put on ourselves again to fit in this one type of box that we find acceptable in our society, right? And and I, I'm the same way. I, I don't fit in that box either of, of organization or structure in the same way each and every day. Right, right. You know, and for a person who is more inconsistent with their digestion and daily life routine, you know, like having a planned out week of meals is not going to feel good for them. They'll be dragging themselves through the mud trying to plan it out and will think that they have to just because this is what you have to do, you know? Well, no, not for you, my friends. You know, like in a new way, a way that is energetically aligned for just you, you know, not from what everybody else is telling you that this is how it should be. So, yes, I love that. So would you say, so for someone who their type kind of lends to that type of, of not super structured, 
you know, sometimes we do have to have some structure, right? Like we have to, we might, the only time we have to grocery shop is on Sunday, right? What if maybe, would it be a good solution for that person to pick out a few meals that you're going to cook throughout the week, but then let your intuition guide when you want to make each meal, like not say, okay, I'm making the, the grilled chicken on Monday and the meatballs on Tuesday and the tofu on Wednesday, right? Would that be helpful to kind of a good way to kind of guide into that more intuitive, you know, less structured way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then even just to have to give themselves the permission to even just totally change it up if if that presents, you know, to not stick with what it has to be, but to allow that flexibility. And for inconsistent, my son, one of my sons is very inconsistent. And so even with like, I'm just going to use homework as an example. My daughter is very consistent. So she'll make her to-do list and she'll check off her to-do list and she'll do it in an order. And my son has a list and maybe he'll do the first thing and then like he'll just get up and go do something else for a little while and then come back and do like the last thing. Get up, come back for a little bit. And it's like, I'm okay with that now. I'm, I'm consistent like my daughter and I was trying to make my son be like that and it didn't work well. Like we were butting heads, right? And so now that I allow him to kind of like throw in that flexibility, like you said, and it doesn't have to be this way. We can just have this stuff here. And if we get to it, cool. If we don't, cool. But it's here and we'll just make it what it is. It doesn't have to be super regimented. Mm, I love it so much. I'm all about mixing structure so that you can actually get stuff done with that intuition and more self-compassion. And I love that so much. Whenever we can find a place in the middle, it makes me feel so happy. (laughs) You know, like, like 100% structure, like their whole life. And they usually know that about themselves, you know? And then if you tell them, then it's like, oh, good. Like people always give me crap about it, but this is actually like how it works best for me. And it's like, yeah, because it's you, it's not them. So if somebody is giving you crap about it, they're probably the totally opposite way of you, right? Yes. that, That understanding and appreciation, how unique everybody actually is. Yes. I think teachers would benefit from learning this too. Because I look back at myself as a teacher teaching kindergarten and it was hard to be like, no, but this is how I do it. So this is what should work best for you. Because I didn't know about human design back then. (laughs) Right? Oh, right. And there's even a whole other layer to like this digestion and taking in information, which helps everybody. But really with kiddos, it would be amazing. And it's it's really specific to your exact birth time, like I was saying before. But we're all designed to digest and take in information in a unique way to each of us. And it's either a circumstance or a condition. You know, so some examples would be like I am a consecutive appetite. So when I am taking in, when I am digesting food, when I am digesting information, anything that's gonna nourish my brain and my body, I need to do it one thing at a time. So this is very like a a buffet would be like, not good for me at all. (laughs) You know, it's like, I would be like, oh my gosh. And when I think back, I'm like, you know what? I felt like crap after I would eat stuff like that because my body, it just can't, I don't allow it the time to process through what it needs from just getting one thing at a time, either food or information. And then there's people where it would be direct light you know, direct light is a, you need to be in direct light. So it's not so much about like what you're eating, what you're consuming, whatever, it's how you're doing it. So you need to be in the direct light when you're taking in your information, when you're digesting, and that's going to make it an optimal environment for everything to keep moving and differentiating in ourselves and for our structure. And it's just cool. And who would have thought, right? And now everybody's so different where if you put everybody in the same category and you make everybody do the same thing, and then you wonder why there's kids that or people or clients or whatever that are just really struggling, they're just not set up in the optimal environment that's going to energetically be most correct for them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every time you talk about digestion, I, I like how you also talk about digesting information and taking in things because what we take in something I teach clients is about primary foods and secondary foods and primary foods are the things that nourish our soul, right? Like where, where are you in your human connections? How are you feeling in your home environment? How are you feeling in your levels of joy and fun? Those are your primary foods that are nourishing you that you're intaking in one way. And then 
second, your food that you eat is actually just a secondary, right? Way of nourishing. So it's, you keep mentioning that and it's such a holistic way to look at things. And I love that because that's exactly how I do my practice, right? If we're looking at why you're overeating or why you're, you know, having digestive issues, I'm not just going to tell you to cut gluten or dairy. (laughs) I'm going to say, let's look at your stress levels. How happy are you in your career? Let's dive into some of these things that you're ingesting in other ways. Because I think, I do think as a whole, we're moving towards that more holistic approach. But it does still, now we're still, we're just on the verge right now, right? Some people are still in that traditional way of thinking where if you're having digestive struggles, it's because of something you ate, right? But there's so much more to the picture in overall health and wellness. Mm, Absolutely. And I totally agree with you that we're just in that movement towards that because people are just realizing that we, we've never given ourselves enough credit for what we can actually do. Like we are the medicine, you know, we don't have to take medicine to make us feel better. We are the medicine. And when we can move and get to that core and just like, let it burst out. Yes. It is freaking amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much. And I just love that. I love that you're here moving in that direction and just getting people to to wake up to this as well too, because it's so important. It's so important. And it's so, oh, I'm just like sitting here and like, <laughs> it's like all mode right now, you know, like I just know how important it is. And us being projectors, you and I, like we can see this, we see the benefit, we can see into it and we can see into how people can, can utilize it and benefit and thrive from adapting and incorporating this, these parts of this whole holistic wellness into their lives. Absolutely. Mm. And then we just want to tell everybody, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's so funny because I have gotten better at tapping into my projector gifts, right? And I think one of them is seeing things from a different perspective and helping people tap into that. Oh my gosh, Carrie, I could talk to you for like five hours as we already know. (laughs) But this has been so, so helpful and so incredible. And so I just want to do a couple like rapid fire questions to kind of finish up. And then we can tell everybody where they can learn more, where they can get a reading. I got a human design reading from Carrie and it was just incredible. I learned so much about myself. So let's do some rapid fire questions. So what are... And so these will just be like real quick little answers. So what are your favorite ways to practice self-care? Meditation. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Me too. And tapping has been my new one recently. <laughs> and what will be a book or podcast or resource recommendation you would give to the audience? Something that's like really been a game changer for you. Mm. Well, you know, like just to keep it with human design, a good, easy to digest beginner book is... Karen Kerr Parker, Understanding Human Design. Okay, I'm, I have to get that one so that I can... I love learning about projectors, but I need to do a better job of learning about the other types. I'm going to pick that one up for sure. And if you could leave my audience with one final thought or like word of advice on how they can live their most fulfilling, vibrant, and healthy life, what would that be? Mm, I like this one. It's good. <laughs> my advice today would be to just strip down, strip down to your soul and sit with that feeling, those feelings, like the rawness of your vulnerability and your truth. And just to to, to have that desire to fall in love with yourself again, just be ignited. I love it. No big deal, right? <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I love it so much. And last, what makes you vibrant? Hmm. Well, I give out what I want to receive and I'm here to be a vessel of love. So love, love, love. I love my life. I love myself. I love my body. I love everything. And I think love is what makes me vibrant. It, it, it's, I would agree 1000%. You, you emit the frequency of love. That's why I just love being in your energy and talking to you. And yes, you're just so incredible. Thank you so, so much for being here. Before we tell everyone where they can follow you and learn more and book a reading and all that, I do want to say that Carrie is going to be a part of the Vibrancy Guide group coaching program. She is going to be a guest expert and she's going to teach us even more about human design and then also do some mini readings for all the women in the program so they can learn more about their individual human design and how to use that in their life and just 
health and fitness, but also life in general. So I'm so excited for you to be part of that, Carrie. That's going to be so much fun. Um, it's going to be so much fun. So that program is starting the week of October 12th. If you're interested, click the link in the bio to read more about the program. And Carrie, tell us where we can follow you, um, social media, where we can connect with you. And then I know you said you had a special gift for our audience. Yes, I would absolutely love to connect with anyone who's feeling the energy of this podcast and desires to go deeper. And my website is carriebyerstead.com. And I am most active on Instagram at soulshine underscore alignment. I'm posting a lot of in real life moments and just how it navigates to human design and just energy alignment. You know, like with me and my family, it's fun. I like it. And I would also love to offer a discounted exchange for your listeners. They can enter the vibrancy guide as a code for 10% off any human design sessions. Just as a thank you for having me. And I just love you. And I love your energy exchange. It's just, it's fun. I love that we've had the opportunity to get to know each other. Oh my gosh. And thank you so much for that discount. I Everyone should go get a reading from Carrie. It is incredible. It truly has changed my life. And I got to meet you and form a relationship with you. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for sharing all your wisdom, Carrie. This is going to help so many people. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 